Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, continuing my uh, FBS College Football Breakdown series where I'm breaking down all 133 teams from the FBS level. Uh, continuing in this segment with the Penn State Nittany Lions who last year went 11-2, and 7-2 and in the Big Ten. Had the privilege of uh, playing in a New Year's Six Bowl and the Rose Bowl where they defeated Utah. So a... a Huge season for Penn State. Um, I had the privilege of seeing their first game of the season against Purdue at Purdue, and uh, you could tell that this was going to be a, a good team on the way to a special season, and that's exactly what they did. Um, looking to continue that, and, and to be quite honest, this this uh, shapes up to be the best team in, Jam in James Franklin's uh, tenure at Penn State unbelievable talent returning offensive line is probably going to be the best in the nation uh, the defense returns some amazing talent and then the running back duo of, of true freshmen from last season are uh, a, a special special group there um, last year um, looking at nick singleton who uh, was big 10 freshman of the year at the running back position um, he was the 27th uh, nittany lion to run for a thousand yards in his career, just thinking of all the amazing names that have played there, um, and he had a yards per carry average of six point eight yards, which was fourth all time behind Lenny Moore, who averaged eight yards per carry in nineteen fifty four. That's just mind blowing. Kajana Carter, who averaged seven point eight per carry in nineteen ninety four, and Larry Johnson, who averaged seven point seven in two thousand two such a huge deal uh, because you just think of some of the guys like just naming a few that have played here the three that I just mentioned then you add Saquon Barkley Lindell Mitchell John Capaletti Kurt Warner Blair Thomas DJ Dozier Franco Harris I mean you could go on and on and he's ahead of all of those guys as a true freshman and single singleton speed is uh, something that really sets him apart He's just an unbelievably gifted athlete. Uh, somebody who Penn State fans are gonna, are extremely gifted to have for the next couple years. I mean, he's just an unbelievable football player. And his running mate, um, uh, Katron Allen, is fantastic as well. I mean, these are two amazing backs. I'll, I'll, I'll get to some more of their production, some of their amazing stats as I go into the breakdown. Uh, but first, starting off with the stadium, Beaver Stadium, seats 106,572 in Happy Valley. One of the best venues in college football. I mean, everybody kind of knows what Beaver Stadium means to uh, to uh, the sport. Um, there's nothing better than a whiteout at Penn State. I mean, it just an unbelievable fan base. I, I remember being at that Purdue game in Purdue, in Purdue and just – the amount of Penn State fans that were there. I mean, it was just an electric atmosphere on a Thursday night. It, it was a special, special scene, and the Penn State fans traveled tremendously. I sat near them, and I, I, I was it, – it was a blast. I, I absolutely enjoyed it, and I cannot wait to cross Beaver Stadium off my list of uh, stadiums to attend. Of course, as, as everyone, I'm looking to attend a whiteout in the future, so – Time will tell when that occurs, but nonetheless, uh, just a, one of the best venues, not only in college football, but all sports. Uh, now moving on to Coach on the Rise, I'm going with Ty Howell, 
who is uh, the co-offensive coordinator and uh, tight ends coach, uh, looking at his rise through the coaching ranks, um, played uh, played it at uh, at Penn State. Um, so an alum uh, it means a lot to him to be back. I'm sure. Uh, looking at uh, his rise through the coaching ranks, 2014 to 15, he was an offensive graduate assistant at NC State. And then 16-17, he was not far from me at Western Illinois University, offensive line coach and recruiting coordinator. Uh, 2018-19, got bumped up to assistant head coach, co-offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Um, Then 2020, uh, returned to his alma mater as an offensive analyst. 21-22, was bumped up to the tight ends coach. And then from 2022 to now has served as the co-offensive coordinator and tight ends coach. So uh, young coach with a bright mind who's who's really got a bright future ahead of him. And I think it's only a matter of time before uh, he gets an opportunity uh, to lead a program. And especially with the offense that they could put out there this year, that time could be sooner rather than later. Looking at uh, the Nittany Lions 2023 schedule, they open up Saturday night, uh, September 2nd, against West Virginia. Going to be a great atmosphere there under the lights. It'll be a lot of fun. Then they play Delaware. They come to my neck of the woods and play at Illinois. Then they get Iowa. That's going to be the whiteout game at night. They go to Northwestern. Then they get UMass at Ohio State, Indiana at Maryland, Michigan, Rutgers, and then they play Michigan State on a Friday night in Detroit on Black Friday. Um some interesting road games in there. Of course, everybody's looking at, at Ohio state and then hosting Michigan. That's what it's going to come down to with this team, especially with the aspirations that they have this year. <clears throat> looking now position by position breakdown, starting offensively, the quarterback position has been handed over to drew Aller. Aller was a five-star prospect <clears throat> and the number one quarterback in the class of 2022. Unbelievable get for James Franklin and company. Uh, he appeared in 10 games last year, throwing for 344 yards and four touchdowns. And I know a lot of fans were calling for him to get more playing time. I remember that first game when I was at Purdue, there were fans calling for the change to be made in that game right away. I mean, it, it was – so I, I know this is something that Penn State fans have really been looking forward to. He seems to have that it factor that that could take the Nittany Lions to the next level. To me, it's very similar of what Michigan had the past year or two with J.J. McCarthy and Cade McNamara. Cade McNamara being the more cerebral quarterback. And J.J. McCarthy, you look at, has just so many things to just wow you. He has that it factor, and then they put him in. Now he's finally the guy, and now Michigan is a national title contender. And I think this could <clears> – <throat> you look at this Penn State team – and Drew Aller could be that guy. I really think he could be that guy. He he is that good. He has all the intangibles that you look for. He's big. He's everything you want in a quarterback. So um, really, really intrigued to see how this goes for them. Uh, the running back room is led, like I said, by Nick Singleton and Katron Allen. The duo combined for 1,928 yards and 22 touchdowns and became the first true freshman teammates in Big Ten history with at least 700 rushing yards apiece. And like I said, Singleton pushed or rushed for 6.8 yards per carry. I think that 700 yards apiece statistic is pretty crazy when you think about all the fantastic backs that have played in the Big Ten together. 
Uh, just a pretty mind-blowing stat there. Um, just an, an amazing duo. I mean, just an unbelievable group there. And the fact that they came in together as true freshmen, that's uh, pretty special. Both have extremely bright futures. Uh, the receiving core <clears throat> could use some more production in 2023. Uh, wide receiver Keandre Lambert-Smith could have a breakout year. I think he's a breakout candidate, not only for the team, but in the Big Ten. And then wide receiver Harrison Wallace and tight end Theo Johnson also return. Uh, the additions of wide receivers Malik McLean from Florida State and Dantes Cephas from Kent State are big. Cephas is a former uh, two-time first-team All-Mac wide receiver. Um, had a really, really good career at Kent State. Excited to see what he can do moving forward now for Penn State. And then the the offensive line may be the best in college football. I'm going to say it is the best. I mean, unbelievable talent here. Um, left tackle Olu Fushanu returns, even though he could have been a first-round pick last year in the NFL draft. Uh, right guard Sal Warmly, left guard Landon Tangwell, center Hunter Norzad, and uh, right tackle Caden Wallace all return. Ha have fun going against this offensive line when they're pushing that rushing attack forward. And now they get to pass block uh, as well for a really, really talented quarterback. This, this could be a scary unit. I really, really think so. When you have an elite offensive line like they do, the sky's the limit for what this offense could do, honestly. I know they've been a little lacking in the passing game over the past handful of years, but that that's going to change this year, I think. Shifting to the defense now. Uh, the defensive line returns some valuable pieces. Uh, defensive end, Adeza Isaac and Chop Robinson combined for nine and a half sacks and 21 tackles for loss last season. Then watch out for Daniel or Danny Dennis Sutton. He dominated in the spring, and I don't know James Franklin was raving about him after spring football. <coughs> Excuse me. And then defensive tackles, Hakeem Beeman, uh, Devon Elias, uh, Zane Durant, and Koziah Izzard all have experience. Uh, the only issue with the defensive tackle group is a lack of size. Uh, three of the seven scholarship players are listed at 275 pounds or less. And Beeman, who's a returning starter, is in the 250s. So uh, that's the only issue I see from the defensive line is could they get pushed around and run on a little bit on the inside? Time will tell, though. Uh, the linebacker record... Turn, returns a ton of talent. Uh, Curtis Jacobs, Kobe King, Tyler Elsden, and then Abdul Carter all return. Carter looks like a star in the making, uh, earning second-team All-Big Ten honors as a freshman. Uh, the secondary loses two two stars to the NFL. Uh, they only allowed 12 passing touchdowns last year, but they return plenty. Uh, cornerbacks Kalen King and Johnny Dixon are both lockdown corners. And then safeties Keaton Ellis. Zaki Wheatley and Jalen Reed all have experience, so I don't think they take too big of a dip or a dip at all, honestly. Um, now, shifting to special teams, there's a battle for both kicking and punting jobs, um, and they also have a new long snapper too. So new in all three big positions here on special teams. It seems that transfers will fill both roles, though. Uh, kicker Alex Falcons from Columbia, FCS Columbia in the Ivy League seems to be the guy who will take that spot. And then punter Riley Thompson from FAU 
seems to be the next man up there. He averaged over 45 yards per punt at FAU. Did a really good job there. Um, now, final analysis. This is my thoughts, my personal opinion on Penn State. Uh, this roster has all the pieces in place to contend for a Big Ten title and college football playoff berth. Um, however, they have to get over the hump of beating Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, it, it, and, and I think this year could be the year that they do it. The, the pieces are in place to be able to do it. Um, with, like I said, with the pieces returning, this could be James Franklin's best opportunity to do so. And they go to Ohio State October 21st, and they host Michigan November 11th. I don't see any other hiccups on their schedule. Uh, the only other games that I look at that they could lose are at Illinois and at Maryland, just because tough places to play on the road. Um, you, go, you go play Michigan State in a neutral site in Detroit. Um, but at the same time, I mean, this is a team and a program that now seems to be at that level where they, they really could make the jump this year. And, and I think Ohio State is ripe for the picking with uh, a new quarterback and some significant questions on the offensive line, having a brand-new center and a and two new tackles. Um, and then their defense uh, coming off two bad performances against Michigan and Georgia. I think Ohio State could be ripe for the picking. Michigan is going to be fantastic, uh, but the Nittany Lions get them. At, st in, uh, at State College. So that's a huge deal there. Um, but looking forward to uh, seeing what this season brings for Penn State. I think it, it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle the expectations and pressure now that they have on them to be not only a top 10 team, but potential college football playoff contender. So hope you enjoyed this breakdown. I enjoy doing these. One of the favorite things that I do. Uh, please like, subscribe, wherever you ever listen to the podcast. Uh, give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.